0: Hello, everybody. Guess who? It's the two half-squads. I'm Dave. I'm Jeff. It's the Woody Woodpecker Show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the two half-squads. You you know I'm now going to put in cartoon sound effects. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well...
0: Uh, you can't stop I'm me. I'm, I'm at, at your mercy. I'm at your mercy. Yeah, I'm at editing. When you've got the control board, anything um, goes. Hey, it is the 2F Squads. The one and only podcast. Dedicated almost 100%. This show will be close. Yeah, to the greatest game in the world. The greatest game in the world.
1: Ah, advanced. <laughs> Squad leader. <laughs> yeah, that's right. See last show. Yeah. Good to
0: see you, Dave. Nice Good to have you back. Good to see, you, see you, Jeff. We've got a snowy day here and yeah Chicago. we're still having dug out yeah but it's supposed to warm up tomorrow and hopefully it'll all melt because not I'm, not all gonna, I'm not going to shovel anymore
1: but it was nice to see kids building a snow fort for a change oh did you see some yes wow yeah
0: how do they do that what, while holding a cell phone
1: <laughs> good point yeah With my kids we used to build a wonderful snow fort in the backyard and then I would play this kind of monster and I would come rrr, rrr, at the snow fort and they would pelt me with snowballs. And then I would try and hurl gi- giant snow boulders at their snow fort <sighs> gently so I wouldn't break it. Yeah. And then I would venture away. And then they would venture out of the snow fort because they knew, okay, yeah. dad's going to come. And sometimes I would just slowly chase them back in and they would run screaming into the snow fort. I'm, this You can tell I really love this. Yeah, scam. it was, sounds good. And then other times I would just bolt full, full at them and catch one of them before they could get in the snow fort. And they would fall to the ground, and I would fake beat on them. yeah. Like, beat them, beat them. And then they would just lay there. And then I would oh, venture off, and they would get up, and they would bolt back into the snow fort and go like, nah, nah. And we just would do this for hours. And it was really funny when I first figured out to go behind the garage, come out the back way. Because they're all venturing out, looking forward down the driveway yeah. around the other side of the house, if I can come over the fence, which I used to be able to leap over it, not in a single bound.
2: Faster than a speeding bullet, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
1: But, you know, like with oh. my hands on it and yeah. throwing my foot on top. Okay, gotcha. I And chase them from the side. So they'd come out of the fort and move forward, looking, looking, and I'm coming up behind them. Cutting off the route pass to the snow fort. Even then, that should be the name of the show. Yep. Cutting off the route past to the snow fort. Yeah. It was hilarious. So then they had to start running somewhere else to try and get cover.
0: I'll bet you made a very excellent abominable yeti. snowman. Yeah, the yeti kind of. Yeah. Do you say yeti or do you say Yeti? Both. Really. Mm-hmm. Do you say aunt or ant? Ant. Yeah. Ant. Yeah aunt sounds really weird to me really when people say aunt snobby. I want to see my aunt oh jolly good right. <laughs> right it's just like that did you also see your uncle <laughs> what
1: do you say ah uh, SL <laughs> yeah
0: ah uh, SL play some ah uh, SL yeah Yeti Yeti is it yeah we I haven't had much fun in the snow the last few years I'm kind of getting tired of, of it Well, we don't
1: have kids to play Yeti with in our backyard. If I
0: get some grandkids, maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have a nice big backyard, and it's no longer populated by dogs, so it's it's safe to roam. But, um, yeah, I'm not too enamored with the snow anymore. Ready for it to be gone. And you have a lot to shovel. I don't have a snowblower. No. You know, the snowblower looks like, well, you came over. You were nice (laughs) enough to come over and help me. Shovel and Aaron and, and young and my Aaron. My son made my son show up. He was he yep. was ready to help. I was proud of him. Yep. And I love that he showed up with no socks, <laughs> yeah, he just in right. gym shoes, or or he had the the short socks on.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, here it's a snowy day, and I thought, God, he's going to be perfect for college. He is ready to go to college because that's doesn't know how that's to what dress. What you do? Don't know how to dress. And I
1: tell him, you, you wear a coat. with you bring gloves and a hat? Yeah. And 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 a, and a scarf in there. So when you get a flat tire along the side of the road, right, you think you're going to make it to your destination in your warm car. You may not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just be prepared. If I you don't heard. want to wear it, throw it in the back seat. Yeah. So if the car gets a flat tire, you're out there trying to change the thing. Golly, I haven't, I don't think I've even taught them how to do that yet. But there's still time. There's time. Yeah. So you had, uh, or did Laura had a well. Speaking of an cars, an episode
0: recently with a
1: car. I don't think I ever shared this on the air, but it was years ago. Her friend, friends had their band playing downtown Chicago. You know, we're hipsters like that. Yeah. And cool. so we drove down, and to see them, and then, wait, no, it was the one guy's girlfriend. So he rode with us in the car. Okay, so our one friend was playing downtown. And going through the bad side of the city of Chicago, where there's a lot of poverty, um, Laura stops the stop sign. And a person is in the crosswalk. Well, it's she has, like, the right-of-way. So um, as he's getting close, she's like, starts to roll, which makes this person mad. And he slams, like, the side of the car, so she stops, and he walks in front, and then bangs on the front. You know, like, I'm walking here, you know, yeah. for you Midnight Cowboy fans, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm walking hey, here. Hey, we're walking here. <laughs> yeah. And and she stops, and she's like, but then he kept banging. I thought he was going to keep going. Okay, bang on our car, but but please keep going, you know. Yeah. You made your point. And no, he kept banging, and Laura's like, "What do I do? What do I do and in unison, our friend Mark and I um said, "Go backward <laughs> so she looks behind her, puts it in reverse, starts to go back as he's comes to the side of the vehicle, okay grabs the car door whoa, and opens it whoa. And she always locks the doors, and this was the one time. Yeah, she had failed to open it. So he's swearing up a storm. He jumps around the side, opens the door, and now we're, like, trying to go backward. And it's just, what do I do? <laughs> and for some reason, both Mark and I, in unison, said, go forward. <laughs> Cause I guess we were thinking the door will close yeah, with him hanging on it, and hopefully we won't be dragging this guy down the street. Yeah. But we were Hopefully. not really in the mood to stop at this point. So it wasn't actually a carjacking, but Close. it was just a little scary scary yeah. city events. And boom, off we went. He was wise enough to let go of the handle. Yeah. He's thinking these k- kids are you're scared sure and they're not going to stop. You're sure he let go, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, later we got out. He had a hook. Yeah, the hook <laughs> that was stuck he on the door. Can't. He had a hook for a hand, and yeah. it was hanging out the car door. Yeah, yeah. Ur- Urban legends. Yeah. Does everyone in the country know that story? I think
0: so. They have to. Yeah. We used to scare ourselves silly with that story. <laughs> well, I've never had a carjacking. I'm happy to say.
1: Well, I don't think or anybody, he... or you know, yeah, anybody he, he didn't want to, to get take the car. the car. I don't know what he was going to yeah. do. Throw a quick punch at Laura just to show her and then go. I mean, I don't what was he going to do? I don't know. Maybe he was trying to steal the jacket
0: and hat and <laughs> gloves that Aaron should keep in the back seat of the car. Oh. Possibly. Possibly. So well,
1: I'm glad everybody's okay. Yeah, we were all okay. Yeah.
0: And that was how many years ago?
1: Oh, at least fifteen or twenty. Okay. I'm really glad <laughs> that everybody's okay.
0: You're sure Laura's okay?
1: Yes, she wasn't. Uh, she still drives, and she okay. still drives in the city, and even in the bad parts of town.
0: No, no post traumatic stress. No, sort
1: of. Uh, no. Okay, well that's good. No, unless she sees a hook on someone's hand, <laughs> does it for me.
0: <laughs> hey, I've got a quick question for you. Hopefully, have you been watching the Olympics?
1: A no. Bit? Uh, oh, other than no, I know you watched the biathlon.
0: We did, and we watched the opening ceremonies also, which was mm. very nice. And it was in Korea, which – so that goes along with last show where we talked about Korea. Forgotten more. Yep. I just – you know, I just notice I'm uncomfortable a little bit with the jingoistic almost attitude of the American
1: sports coverage. Oh, let me look up the word jingoistic.
0: Yeah. Get out your G-I-N-G-O. I I see
1: it means – all about your own country? Yeah. Is that close enough? Yeah, it's like
0: self-propagandizing your, is, your is own country. Is that how we do it? Yeah, I guess yeah. we
1: probably do. I think we do. And I wonder I, if every nation does.
0: I They probably do. But just the fact that America, USA, had the most number of participants in the Olympics, and then everybody is like, yeah, Team USA, oh, the, like the Americans are great, and I... I just feel like the Olympics is more of an individual yeah, sort of thing. It is. It's, it's <laughs> and it doesn't matter which country has the most medals, but there's always this comparison. Well, I
1: heard of, the Germans were ahead.
0: Oh, the Germans And they might be. Yeah. But even then, I who cares which country is ahead? I mean, does they, do they win an award if they get the most No they don't medals? It's it's an individual contest in my except for those team sports. But it's not a it's not a national contest, in yeah. my opinion. Maybe we do make that a little too nationalistic. I get uncomfortable with it. I don't Can't it know why. Can it just
1: be Bob Smith? Yeah. From America? Yeah. Does it matter? As a side note?
0: Oh, and the other thing that's weird to me is that these countries have... They have people who are not really from that country. Like, there'll be African countries who have contestants that are somehow associated with that country, but yeah. they're actually from Sweden. Then isn't that illegal? It seems a little funny to me. So the whole thing, I'm taking the Olympics with a grain of salt, and I'm drinking a lot more wine while watching it. <laughs> no, <laughs> Helps get me. Well, a little more. It helps get me through. Otherwise, I get stuck. It's, you know oh, how man. I am. You know how I am. <laughs> I get stuck. It doesn't totally ruin it for me, but...
1: Well, if Aaron and I weren't here to pull you out of that snowdrift when we came help you snow, you were really stuck in there. I was really stuck. (laughs) Anyway, shall we
0: move on to... Of course. What's in the box? Yeah. What is in the box, Jeffrey? I think next time we should call it, what's in the box? Does it sound good on that gun? Just in short. Okay. What's in the box? drag it out. What's in the box? Yeah. It's time for what's in the box, and here we go. <laughs> I bought some stuff. Mm. Guess what? I went on to Ritterkrieg. <phone rings> wasn't long ago, Dave. It was about a fortnight ago. And I was home alone. Mm-hmm. I had some money burning a hole in my pocket. And I thought, what am mm-hmm. I gonna? I need to buy some ASL. Ah SL stuff. Mm-hmm. So I went onto the Ritter Krieg site, Ritterkrieg.com. Did a little browsing around, and I found a couple of very nice items from our friends or friend at Lone Canuck.
1: Well, Ritter Creek is a wonderful place to buy your ASL products. It is. They now have, uh, of course, Korean War.
0: Yeah, they always keep the latest modules
1: from MMP. Uh, You can order pre-order Armies of Oblivion. Yep. There's an updated watch on the Rhine, Wacht am um, Rhine, from LCP. All of these you want to get at yeah. Ritterkrieg.
0: Yep. Products from Bounding Fire, from Lone Canuck, and many other providers of ASL products. So, and when you order, free shipping, you get free shipping inside the continental United States. And for those of you who are not in the continental United States... Shipping is very reasonable. And Derek Ritter does a great job packing your products with love and care.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Gets them out to you quickly. So I placed an order. And then he had a flood in his office. And they had to close the business for a couple of days while he recovered from that. So my order, I was getting a little antsy. And I was wondering if he was okay. So I checked on him and he said, We're doing okay. And they shipped my order, and I got it. And I love it. So I ordered two things. As I said, from Lone Canuck, I have Drive for St. Lowe. And, well, the next product I'll tell you in a moment. But um, Drive for St. Lowe is a historical uh, ASL pack about, guess what? The Drive for St. Lowe, which is St. Lou. Yes, it's St. Lowe. Oh. That's how they say it in France.
1: Eh, they do Monsieur. not.
0: We're going to Saint-Lô. <laughs> <laughs> so this is action that occurs uh, right after the Normandy invasion, where the Allies are moving inland. And one uh-huh. of the strategic points that they are determined to take is the town of Saint-Lô.
1: So I see a map on there. Is yeah, that...
0: so this pack comes with... Here, I'll Hand over some historical background with some nice pictures. Oh, yeah.
1: Look at the steeples, you know. Yep. I can just see putting my guys up there. And oh, my gosh, look how blown up it was after. That's yeah, the same really. place. Isn't yes, it? yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. War is a terrible thing. It is. I quit, advanced squad leader, right now. Yep. Sorry, show's I over.
0: Yep. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
1: Opening attacks on the San Ló, Hedgerow Hell, dubbed Hedgerow Hell by the Americans. Right. Okay. So there's a little... Again, we can do a whole nother detailed showing for...
0: So there are a couple of maps there showing exactly where St. Louis is and where the various armies were lined up and as they were...
1: Expanding the beachhead, July 44. Yep. Opposing forces. Kampfgruppe Kentner. And then the
0: battle. So four pages of history, which is nice. Gives you a really good introduction Mm -hmm. to the action. And then... We get on to the details for some of the extra Ooh. rules and further explanations on things that are going to take place in the scenarios and the campaign game, or as he calls it, a tactical mission for this. So there's, I, I like this page that I just handed you because of that very detailed cross section of what a bocage or a hedgerow looks like. Yeah. To cut it in half. The
1: earthen mound with the ditch on the side yeah. and the, the roots and the plants. Kind of gives you an idea, if you
0: have never seen one, how formidable these things were.
1: And he's got some variations on the rules, a little bit, like how to breach the bocage, Yes, you see here.
0: Right, so he's got a few special rules, a couple of little things that uh, depart maybe a little bit from the usual ASL rules. One of them is that as you're playing along, if you're playing the tactical mission, the campaign game, is that if you draw two red cards on your OBA, it doesn't mean you lose the OBA. You just put the red card back in ah, and you keep people going to like that. Yes.
1: That's been bantered so, about a
0: long time. So that's nice. And as I said, this pack uh, comes with a full-size map, and you can play this entire thing with just that map. You can play the individual scenarios, or you can put it all together, all the scenarios together, and play the tactical mission.
1: So there is something for me, the non-campaign yes. game player. So then there's refit.
0: I'll just hand you a couple of these, and there's a, a kind of a refit phase between each of the campaign games. Yeah, each of the scenarios, consolidation phase, I think is what he calls it.
1: Air support, tanks, with detailed machine gun bunkers.
0: Yep. What to do with blazing wrecks, what to do with prisoners, what to do with, et cetera, et cetera. Redeployment of troops between games.
1: Nice. This was the 137th Infantry Regiment, 35th Infantry Division for the U.S.
0: Yeah, and lots lots of detail on these.
1: Yeah, I didn't get into all the campaign rules on my show on Objective Schmidt, And then, uh, and then there's
0: some uh, tables where you can keep track of your different requi- uh, different items that you requisition and how you deploy them, etc. And then there's a reinforcement in American. Okay, it's pretty standard German campaign stuff. Nice. Table. Yeah. All nicely done. Very good quality paper. George Kellen
1: does a great job with he this stuff. He does a great
0: job. I mean, this guy is a force of nature. And there are five scenarios? Yes, there are five scenarios, which again you can play individually on the map or play them together in the
1: tactical mission. Shall we look a little closer at them? Yes, you have the first one. D S L one. Drive for Saint Lou. Le Petite Ferme.
0: That is uh the little
1: door. Oh, it's not farm? Is
0: it F E R M E? Uh-huh. I don't know.
1: It says the farmhouse proved to be a great as an obstacle. Firm. I wonder if this is like the farmhouse one from the a- um, ASL, which was real early scenario. I played it over and over. Hmm. Uh, there were hedges. I don't think they had hedge rows yet, did they, in the rules? But anyway, that's number one. It's got nice small forces. Yeah, five turns. Uh-huh, Americans win if there are no unbroken German... Multi-Man Counters, less than two hexes from Hex C6, which I don't don't see the board yet, but. Yeah, though it has Tank Destroyers, which the other game did not in the original Squad Leader, or maybe that was a deluxe game. No, no, it was a regular Squad Leader game. And I have number two. Should I do that now? Yes. Uh, Again, July 44, and it is the right nostril. Now, it is played on a... Small left side segment of the larger board. The previous one was the left top, so he's spreading out the action here. Previous one was the 12th. This is the 13th, so he's got a good, I'm sure, sense of historical movement to these games to play them all together. Um, Bunkers, AT gun for Germans, small squad size, seven turns. You could do this in a night. Okay, one lane bridge. Go get some foxholes. Americans come in again, two tanks with their uh, about ten units. Okay. Americans win if they control all the buildings, two hexes from E fourteen, and have greater than equal to twelve victory point, go to our unit south of a road. So I kinda like that too. You gotta accomplish the two things to oh, win. Yeah. You got enough troops to probably do it. Double the number. And uh, some mi- the Germans have minefields, though. Nice.
0: Looks like fun. You had, that was the right nostril. I have here the left nostril.
1: Oh. Can't do without both.
0: And this looks tough. This is a, the Germans uh, set up. They've got a fortified counter here. They've got three. Yeah. Three bunkers. And they only have five. Squads, or no, six squads. Six squads, and they are defending against about 13 American squads. So they're I guess the Germans are going to dig in here. They've got a couple of big mortars. They've got uh, plenty of blank counters and 72 factors of minefields. So they're going to dig in and try to survive an onslaught of 13 squads of Americans with uh, three leaders. They've got a few bazookas and some nice lightweight small mortars. Looks like that's going to be a real slugfest knocking the Germans out of those positions. And then there is La Mer, la Carian nose. There's a lot of nostrils. Is that another blood, nose, nose, nose reference?
1: Yeah. Or is that French for something else?
0: Yeah, maybe it is. It probably is. <laughs> Our French is so good. A little bit larger scenario here. Uh, again, looks like the Germans are dug in. I guess a lot of these, the Germans are going to be dug in. But they have a couple of martyrs, some uh, demolition charges, a couple of flamethrowers, a couple of AT guns, but they are digging in and holding on tight to an onslaught of Americans, looks like uh, maybe 15, maybe 18 Americans, with a couple of M4 tanks, oh, four M4 tanks, and a fighter bomber, ah, coming in, which is always fun. And then the larger drive for Saint Lowe scenario it looks is, like the mega one, huh? Which is a ten-turn, yeah. yeah, much bigger, using a larger section is of the it board. Is the whole board yet, or? Uh, let's see? This uses, did, you, did you darken
1: in part of it? Yeah, maybe Oh, yeah, the see, bottom. See this that. darker right is the bottom. Oh, yeah, there,
0: bottom section of the board.
1: Wow. Let me show you the That's map. a lot of squads in a, in a small area. Yeah. How many – can I just I'm, – because I'm looking for another big four-person game to play, Jeff. So oh, okay. So maybe uh, the Strive for Senlo, although there's a great one in Objective Schmidt. And.
0: He, he does say in the introduction that this is appropriate for teams.
1: Yeah, that surely looks like one, not even the campaign game. Because, yeah, the Americans, you have two good forces coming on two different areas. Yep, yeah. with the air support and some tank platoons, you can split up. That'd be great for two players, three players, actually, because there's another force, and then the Germans maybe two players, or two and one the left no, not nostril the drive for San Lou
0: so now I'm holding up the map which is a big 22 by 34 inch map with the larger hexes like you'd find in a historical ASL and it's a valley up at the top the dark green yeah so up at the top it's all open ground woods it's open ground it's woods it's uh Orchards. Uh, orchards. Yeah, some valleys with... Uh, marsh. Look at all the yes, marsh. Yes, there's marsh there. The
1: river's going into it.
0: And then as you move south along the board, it becomes hillier.
1: Yeah, of course, all of this has bocage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Plenty of bocage in this. So it looks like this would be interesting it's from these higher positions. large
1: hill, yeah. yeah. Few
0: roads zipping along here and there, some stone buildings
1: with some red numbers on them that usually denote points for the yeah. I think those game. are
0: capture points. It's
1: Lamar and Le Carillon, and uh,
0: we'll get a we'll put a picture of this on.
1: Oh yeah, we'll have to lay this out. Yeah.
0: So that's it from Lone Canuck. He does a great job. I haven't seen anybody. I haven't looked to see if anybody's been playing this, but I think this is a relatively new product. Very good quality stuff and highly recommend it. I
1: think it was one of the more popular ones, but I can't promise you that. Oh, and here's... Oh, especially for you, Dave.
0: What? Get out of town. A purple Jeff. piece of paper with three hole punches. In Seriously, what is... That's for you.
1: Take it. Take Every the whole thing. Every single company... Yeah. Bounty Fire, Lone Canuck, MMP, is getting me these papers. Yeah. Ah, wow. I am so moved. Yeah. It's better than
0: getting your name on a counter, isn't it? It is, actually. It's like the Dave Klein Schmidt Memorial.
1: Oh, Although, did you hear an objective Schmidt? You didn't listen to the show Yeah, I had yet. two, you said. It had right? Klein and Schmidt. Oh, it did. Again. So, oh, that's nice. No Hallett, sorry. Yeah, it's okay.
0: <laughs> I've given up
1: on that. Wait, does that come with counters, or is that the other game? It does. No, no this, game does, game. this game doesn't.
0: This is I got an, two items. This other item I bought from Lone Canuck through Ritter Krieg was, is Anzio 1944. I haven't opened this yet,
1: so it's just insane, isn't it, Jeff? What's I that? I mean, just
0: this, all the stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sunlow again. Now, nice. You know, you got what five different scenarios. If you're not doing the the campaign game, you're gonna get good hours of play out of that. Oh yeah. So if you have that Schmidt, you're getting hours and hours with all the scenarios included oh, yeah. in that. And and then this other little packet. There's always more. Which Anzios.
0: I'll give you that. It comes with all a right. counter sheet. I'll it's about a this. half half of a full counter sheet. So mm. and this is this is called Anzio 1944 on patrol, on patrol with the first special service force. And this was designed for the 2017 West Coast Rumble.
1: What's well, a lot of work just for that. Yeah, really.
0: So he jumps right into it. Um, and I like the cover art. And look, it's got a turn beach counter. beachhead, death's head. That's yeah. beautiful.
1: And a special turn counter. Again, they're all listening to me, man. Oh, yeah. Love that. With the symbol of the arrowhead, red arrowhead. Did you get the history on that? Which I
0: think is a symbol of a, I'm going to guess here, it's a Canadian combat group. Like, I should know this, but it doesn't say, but I think it is. And what if I'm wrong? (gasps) We could be. Wouldn't be the first time," says the Americans. It says Americans here.
1: Well, wow. oh, that explains the forces there. So the green ones are the
0: the first special service force.
1: Yeah, they're I'm not they're six six eight. So of course they're special. Right, they're half squads. Some with the DC symbol, some not. So if you have assault engineers. Um, yeah.
0: Yes, and they've got a smoke exponent of five. Sweet. Oh, they do. Yeah. So yes, some of those them are do. assault engineers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The, the assault, assault engineers, engineers, engineers
1: do. do. They have it built in because the other six, six are three, right? Right. So that gives you a plus two on your smoke exponent.
0: Then they've got uh, Bangalore torpedoes.
1: Oh, that's the BT thing. Yeah, which is a sixteen dash one. So it's a 16 firepower with a range of one hex. You can probably just stick it out there. You don't have to place it, I'm going to bet, or something, right? Yeah, it's kind
0: of like a DC. Um, It's a DC on
1: a big, long stick. You know, you saw it in Private Ryan. They were attaching all the different poles together.
0: I think you probably place it the same way as a DC. You can't throw it like you can a DC. You have to place it. Um. Optional, 1DC, I see this, 1DC may be exchanged for two of these Bangalore torpedoes. Okay,
1: it's half firepower, seems yeah.
0: like. So, I guess these would be handy if you need to breach wi- uh, wire or a minefield or something like that. And then there's some counters also included that are Herman Goering Division.
1: The 5 4 eights. Yes. Yep, with the and symbol four, for, the, for the unit. And yep. Uh, assault engineers, right. All the five four eights all are, and they're half squads. And then some four six eights, and they're half squads. And the leaders named after guys from the club up there. Um, a lot of Martuzas, Wyatt, Hallwarth, and uh, Mitchell, McLeod, 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 all right? Yeah. Because he passed away. Right. I'm Very sad. Oh yeah, and Purple.
0: it says right here. This is a combined US, USA and Canadian force. That's, we were trying to determine if they were Americans or Canadians, but it's both. The first special service force. Okay. And yeah. so this comes along with some scenarios. I'll give you a couple of those. The first one is c- called Gusville. It takes place in Italy. On board thirty-three, so this doesn't come with boards. So it was the beach landing,
1: yeah, and then it must be them moving inland, right?
0: So this takes place in February of forty-four, so uh, just a few years ago for this month. First scenario is called Gusville, so the Americans are on the move. The Germans setting up first. I guess both of these packs I picked. The Germans are going to be defenders in a lot of these very short scenario just uh, five and a half turns and a very small contingent of German forces here um, just two four six eights and a couple of two two eights and a leader with 24 factors of minefield some wire and a fortified building and then there's uh, just six squads on the Allied side coming in and you get to choose which weapons they go in with. That's a nice, almost an introductory sort of thing. Very small. Mm-hmm. Then on the other side of that scenario card is the Luftwaffe's attack using boards four and 10. And, oh, in this case, the first special service force are going to be digging in where they've got some wire and minefields to be defending against some oncoming. Luftwaffe Betelung about that? so air support
1: counters on that sheet
0: uh not on this one, no, nope, it's not
1: huh, I wonder if there's a special rule for that yeah which there's a lot of special rules on these, so on some of mine at least yours looks like it's got a oh yeah there
0: this one night rules are in effect, the moon is full with scattered clouds and an n v r of four Requires a couple of overlays. Uh, what do you got there?
1: Uh, WCR5, right at Cereto Alto, Alto, Italy, um, April 44. So it's moving through some of the months, moving inland. Uh, uses, there's special Anzio, um, special scenario rules that go for probably all of these. And eight, nine turns. And looks like this one doesn't have the counter forces. Here they are on the back of this other counter. So ah. This has got... Okay, not too many counters, just a lot of small groups of weapons teams. There you go. There's the weapons teams that was mentioned last show. So you get this 228 squad with a Shrek, 228 with a heavy... There you go. This is exactly what the guy was talking about last show. Remember about having teams? Yeah. And I was calling them like crude weapons. So you got a bunch of little teams defending with the Germans, but not too many counters and then incoming the first special service forces about 7-8 units and then you select certain support weapons to add with them. So there's some variety there, and uh, entering later on some tank units for the special forces. Americans win if they have scored 10 more victory points than the Axis, and then there's some for exiting and, and so on, how to determine the points. So that looks good. be nice to try out those weapons teams with those weapons.
0: I've got Raid at Susuno. This is uh, another night one. Night rules are in effect. The moon is full with scattered clouds. And Jupiter aligns (laughs) with Mars. (laughs) Mars.
1: And peace Peace will guide the the planets. And love (laughs) will steer the stars. (laughs)
0: No, lo- there are no love counters on this <laughs> scenario sheet
1: at all. Not even Colonel Love? Wasn't there a, one of those guys or general? Never mind. Somewhere. In well, it could two. be.
0: And this is a, a little bit longer scenario. Seven and a half turns and just four. These are kind of small. Uh, yeah, well, they're special forces, here. right? Yeah. These are not so massive just, army groups meeting. Yep. Four squads and a couple of crews and a couple of leaders with some mortars some wire fortified location 24 factors of minefields and a couple of heavy machine guns defending against nine of these 668s and a half squad and three leaders and they can pull you can draw from a pool i've got to see Select any eight support weapons to add, so you get to pick which support weapons you want to take. Yeah, he's done that on a lot of these. Yeah, so you get a choice between uh, light machine guns, medium machine guns, bazookas, flamethrowers, DCs, Bangalore torpedoes, and mortars.
1: Yeah, here WCR-6 raid on La uh April forty-four, Italy, of course. And there, uh, again, you're getting that support weapon pool to choose from, eight weapons from that, and then the uh special forces are attacking with about eight squads and three tanks. The Germans this time are mixed with some Italian units. Oh. I don't think I noticed that on other ones yet unless I missed it. And the wire just like you said there's a similar defensive setup for those axis units. About five Germans and three Italians. And the Americans have to control all the stone buildings on uh less than the full board four. With a few overlays. And so, again, all these are on the boards that you already have. There's no special map with this one. Six, and I have WCR-7, a prime situation. Once again, oh, the 7th Luftwaffe Ebertilung. Oh, this is like the ground troops that go with the Air Force, I think, which may be why there were no air su- support in that previous one we looked at. Mm-hmm. And, again, the... the 1st Regiment Special Service Forces are coming in with uh, some armor. Six squads. It's seven and a half turns. Boards 33 and 43. A little larger there. Americans win by controlling all multi-hex buildings again. So,
0: And then I've got a hold at all cost where the Americans set up first. And I believe what's happening here, this takes place around the, the Mussolini Canal. I think what's going to happen here is the Americans are trying to hold their side of the canal as the Germans try to get across there. And just glancing through the special rules, it says here, a footbridge can be carried overland by infantry using the manhandling system oh. during its movement phase. Interesting. Yeah. A footbridge adds a manhandling number of 10. Yeah. <laughs> so... Looks like they take their footbridges along to help them cross, so you don't have to cross at the main bridges, assuming there are some on the canal. I, I, I can't see the Can map, tell so from, I'm not yeah. sure from this, but this one has got uh, a little more oomph to it because there's uh, the Germans get four or the Americans get four M10 tanks to help protect their side, seventy two factories of minefields, a bunch of wire, some trenches, some uh, bunkers. And plenty of weapons against the Hermann Göring Panzer Grenadier Regiment. Oh, okay, that's going to have tanks. They come along the east edge, yeah. So they've got some Panzer 3s and 4 Hs and a Stug 3 G. About seven? Yes, about seven tanks. And he, I guess, is this the footbridge, this... That must be one it. Edge, and he's given you counters that so go with four. it. There's four okay,
1: little counters to represent the footbridges. Yeah. M10, okay. one S. yeah, they're... Yeah, one S meaning only one squad on the footbridge at a time. You can't be
0: overstating. Yeah,
1: Bangalore torpedoes again. So yeah. there's a lot of neat little stuff. Yeah, in this. a lot of a lot fun of chrome, um, making them very unique and
0: good quality stuff. Very affordable. Order it from Ritter Creek. Yeah, very creative. Really, really a fun pack. It looks like that's the Anzio, Anzio
1: 1944. 1944. Excellent, Jeff. Thanks. Yep. That's it for
0: what's in the box today.
1: Ah, Dave. Oh, Jeff, this is fantastic.
0: Can't believe we're here. Cuba, beautiful Cuba, Havana, the the home of Ricky Ricardo. Cuba Libre! Look at this what, a what, game store. A game store! What's that in the Look window? The
1: this a game on the Cuban Revolution?
0: It's Bounding Fire Productions.
1: ASL here in Cuba. Here in Cuba. Thanks, Obama, for opening up the trade with Cuba.
0: Wonder which came first, Obama or Bounding Fire? Oh. They may have opened the door to this whole new era. They have all these great Bounding Fire products. It's great. They've got Into the Rubble. Into the Rubble, too. Into Havana. Into Havana, also. Crucible of steel. Crucible of very hot sauce.
1: I'm loving this hot sauce.
0: Crucible of guacamole.
1: Telling you what? Beyond the beachhead, too. Blood and jungle. Look at this. Every single amazing Bounty Fire product.
0: Who would think, coming all the way to Cuba, we would find all this great ASL stuff? Wow! I know what I'm going to be spending my money on. I'm taking back all these stinking cigars... (laughs) I'm going to take me home some bounding fire.
1: Hey everybody, Rick and I have just finished playing Pad um, 2, Two, which was uh, the quick and the dead, and the Russians were not quite quick enough.
2: Yeah, the Russians weren't. But they're not all dead. They're not all dead, but they <laughs> just ran out of time, basically.
1: Yeah, and this one is set up where uh, it's from the pad pack again, and um, that same little board, but now I'm attacking on the, or the well, who's attacking? We both kind of You were. Kind of fun. Uh, yeah. They have two guns. Rick put one up on that hill we used in the other scenario. What hex is that?
2: That is E-17.
1: E-17, yeah, I
2: think mine was on the other one, but...
1: And then in front of it, he had the medium machine gun, full squad, and a trench. Right. And...
2: Trench on two sides of the guns. A couple dummies up there
1: in a trench, which, all, oh, by the way, I guess, no no concealment terrain we should have. I don't think we could put the concealment dummies in non-concealment terrain. Unless the trench counts, I don't think so. No. But, okay. anyway, and then he had, uh, what was on your other flank? Uh,
2: I had the other gun over here. 15 and with trenches on either side and oh. a minefield right in front. Yeah, on the road
1: O, oh. oh, 15 and the trench P 14 and, and O 16.
2: And,
1: and in front of that there was some dudes in the one trench,
2: right? Yeah, they had uh, one squad up in P14 I believe it was just one With squad. the leader I think maybe. yeah with a leader um, and it was well that was about it to start and I did have another minefield over on F14 and I did get Dave to run into both minefields yep so.
1: yep which prevented um so on this well, on the right flank I sent two squads and a leader Two, three, four, sevens in a leader up the right side here, kind of along E-ish, because you can get on the board there and not be seen from the high gun real pretty well. And then I got up to that woods line, jumped in it, and his machine gun broke.
2: Yeah, my machine gun broke, but your mortar also broke.
1: Oh yeah, you had the, the mortar spot we like is over here on I eight for the. Yeah, so I, wasn't, so I
2: wasn't taking the mortar fire that he was anticipating giving me. It broke pretty much right away, didn't it? Yeah, and, <laughs> and then it
1: was not repaired. It was destroyed, so I threw it off the board. And then that guy, the 127 half squad, I put up there, with the mortar ran on up to the hill, and he joined the fray at the end.
2: And he's actually uh, sitting on top of the gun right now.
1: Yeah, and that really
2: could have went either way, Rick,
1: right? Because you had that eight-shot with a machine gun in the squad, Right, you right. could have got rate instead of breaking it. You could have got rate a couple times and yep. easily broke all those guys. And maybe yeah. even counterattack them and push them back. Yeah, if
2: the, if the machine gun hadn't broken, that side was in much better shape than it turned out to be toward the end.
1: Yeah, so, so I think the Slovakian probably needs more than I sent that way. Yeah, I would think so. Um, the gun just failed to hit when it needed to on that side, but yeah. it hit over here <laughs> originally right in n
2: 11 yes
1: when I came into those woods it hit broke some guys did some damage over there but then it kind of failed and end. Had... then the
2: well then my uh, reserves came on
1: yeah so everything else I had was going up the, my my left and then yeah then you have the Russians come on north of 12 which is kind of in the rear of the Slovakians
2: so Dave had to kind of turn around and, and defend his attack, which you know worked out I think pretty well pretty well for him. He actually by pulling his forces up kind of held me in place a little bit when I was anticipating running uh, running further west and then trying to cut off or basically cut the two sides in half. But I never got down there because uh, I. Took an opportunity to take a couple of pot shots that didn't do enough damage.
1: Yeah, the uh and then my first at- assault on the art piece failed utterly. Right, yeah. so in three squads. I think all of them broke. Yep. One had to route into the church building. One, the others routed into this P-13 P thirteen yeah. woods. So I had P-13, yeah, and yeah. if that if that happens and the Russians move quickly with the reinforcements, you know they can really make them pay, and that might have worked, but they eventually rallied, because I had two squads with the light machine guns, and then decided, well, I, we can't assault too of our art piece artillery, because we got to st- stay and defend the back, so they stayed into the N-13 building, and the uh, P-12 woods, which are pretty good spots to defend from mm-hmm. the Russian counterattack.
2: It was cutting off my uh, run through the uh, M-13. 11 11, m12 area so i ended up trying to run somebody through there and got stopped right on the road
1: yeah i'm in an exciting end over on the right flank because um the gun on the hill when the machine gun broke and couldn't break my two guys i think i got them in there concealed too the woods adjacent then you got rid of concealment on them by shooting at them but then they advanced into melee. And Rick did not shoot on the melee. Now, you could have fired into your own melee. Yeah.
2: Um, with I that know. big
1: gun. But, it, you know, as long as I was tied up in the melee... We
2: were tied up in melee for, what, two or three turns? Yeah. Or, yeah, player turns.
1: So, player turns. it looked like... But then, of course, I got lucky. The thing was, you kill... If you can kill that guy on right before... In your enemy's close combat phase... That left the next phase was my prep... <laughs> yeah. Right, because if I killed him on the other phase, it would be your prep, and that gun would open up point blank. Yeah. But it it worked just perfectly, so I could prep with two squads and the little crew or the half squad yeah. broke him, routed to the other hill hex. I moved in. Then he rallied. The last turn was pretty yeah. Exciting. I needed
2: it. I needed a three and got it.
1: <laughs> so that gun crew rallied. And actually, with four, but you did get it three, and then he had to prep on the my guys and get a lucky break, and then
2: advance in on the
1: gun again. So it's exciting. We felt it was a good scenario.
2: I I, I had a lot of my die my die rolls were not stellar, and I think with a little bit better die rolls, it could have really gone either way.
1: Oh yeah, easily.
2: Um, we also were in close combat over here on the other gun for
1: Yeah, like that's right
2: Four or five player turns
1: Yes, <laughs> I got in on his crew with a squad and a leader And then since you broke all the rest of them They didn't rally that quick no. they, they couldn't get more in there And then I did add one
2: more, right? You finally added one more right? I Got it
1: up to three to one odds or something yeah. To finally knock out the crew So, But it tied
2: it up for a long time
1: yeah, and then the um not enough punch, right? Another turn for the Russian might have helped a lot. But the you had it, a lot of fun?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I really like this this game. Looking forward to playing more of these uh, scenarios. Yeah,
1: and they're tight. Five to seven turns. This little board, but again it, I I said on the other recording with Tom Bark a little bit kind of like not having the maneuverability although this one felt like it had a little more maneuvering there was room it could have swung left or right you had the guns far enough apart I wonder if you put the two guns together next to each other would that be a better strategy well I maybe mean, maybe not because then everything I means my force that went to the right could have went to the left
2: if, if that were the case I would have probably placed them over on the east side of the board over in the P because that's where the uh,
1: turn two reinforcements, reinforcements
2: were coming in. So, and, you know, that might have afforded me a... Actually, I, I might have, you know, yeah, if you put them both back around where I had the one, uh, move my defenses a little bit more forward than I did because you don't have much defense... In round, in turn one,
1: no, two squads and the two guns and a leader and a machine gun. I mean,
2: yeah, there's not much, but I could have maybe moved that a little further forward where he would, uh, and probably could have set up with some of the dummy uh, counters over on the west side of the board just to fool it a little bit of what my defense might be. Although the guns had to be to be be invisible, so that somewhat. Takes that out of the out of the, uh, out of the game.
1: Yeah, and splitting. Well, it seemed close to working what you did. Putting them all together, I don't know a couple of bad rolls in a row on one turn and they could get swamped so easily. But I guess that could happen either
2: way. Well, and, then, and where I put them, I had some you know decent fields of fire. You know, down roads and things like that that. Uh, um, so I don't know. And they Sorry.
1: and back far putting them back far, I think, is a necessity. Yeah, don't you think? I do. Because the Slovakian, you gotta win a little time by making a move two turns to get to them.
2: It helps to kind of get an idea of what uh, the attackers planning to doing.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and the Russian will have some dummy stacks out there. So I just ran right into them full steam, knowing I had to go really quickly. I couldn't stop and engage fire with them, or else these Russian reinforcements would have hit from the back. So, All right, well, that's um, anything else, Rick? St- no, t- tactically anything, I don't
2: know, set up? No, nothing that I can think of. Just roll better than I did. <laughs>
1: Yeah, some low ones, and then a lot of 9s. It was A, real a lot nine of 9s,
2: 10s, and 11s on my die tonight.
1: Yeah, or 3s, 4s, and 5s, but the majority yeah. were all those yeah, high Yeah, rolling ones. his
2: sniper number, or 9s, yeah. 10s, and 11s. Ball that ball was great. <laughs> so,
1: all right, so that's uh, a little quick look at Pad 2, The Quick and the Dead by Pete Shelling, published by Broken Ground Designs. Thank you, Alan, for the game. itself. Uh, very enjoyable. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody.
0: Well, that wraps it up for this show, Dave.
1: Yeah, that's a little game recap. You know, again, I think any time we play a game, recording right afterward is the best bet. You get a lot of more detail in the memory and better advice, I think, for the listeners. Interesting.
0: Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Indeed. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and you'll join us again next time. We ask you to remember to uh, roll low. And, of course, rally. Well, but not when you're not when you're playing playing us. us. No, 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 No. no, no. We don't care if it is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. See you next time. It. I it. happened apparently the, uh, a little while ago, and like, love was steering mean, the were, stars. It and... was 68. Well, it was a little while a little ago. How old are you? I'm going to be 61 this year. No, for real? Yeah. Though I don't look at, I look amazing.
1: So You do look amazing. <laughs> I'm amazing. But I take it you're just trying to change the subject from the age of Aquarius. Yeah. I don't know what it was either. Did you, uh, you ever watch some- hair?
0: Yes, but what was it about the Do they really get naked at the end?
1: Well, okay, no, okay. Oh, Actually, I know I never saw here.
0: Oh, you didn't? Okay, I didn't either. I hear they get naked Ooh. at the end. Let's watch that. Let's watch Let's it. go Come get on. it now. Yeah. All right.